From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. It's a crazy Saturday morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for getting up early and coming out and hanging out with us out here in the big and wild outdoors. Now that you're all jacked up on Mountain Dew and Amish donuts. I, well, sweet tea and Amish donuts. That was a good donut. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was a very good donut. You, you, you Have I converted you? No, it's the only thing tea? they had the dang machine. They had the, the tea. They were out of the, the other stuff in there that cost a fortune, so... Yeah, I just went in and hit the vending machine. That's all they had. I'm not in the Gatorade kind of mood right now. Okay. Well, I'm not drink, really not drink, really sweating it I out. Like, drink some water. Water. <laughs> agua. There you go. Agua. I don't want the agua. <laughs> agua. I don't need any agua. I had plenty in the shower this morning. Hey, everybody. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. Braden Gunn, John Swindle, Carlos the Cuban Redneck came in, and Bill George is here, and Diego is also hanging out with us this morning. And um, we were greeted this morning by the smiling faces of Jonathan Swindle with a big white bag that he had uh, procured last night at the opening of the Strawberry Festival. Went out there and, um, you know, <clears throat> the Swindles own basically 90% of the Strawberry Festival. So he's out there shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, the mayor. Hey, how you doing? Hey, <laughs> And uh, Mayor, Mayor McCheese, Mayor, Mayor no, McCheese, I don't know what you're talking Mayor about. McSwindle, and uh, <laughs> he uh, shows up. Of course, hits all the great spots, and uh, went in and saw his friends from the Amish Bakery. And we have to say thank you for the uh, donuts because those were outstanding. Those are, they are really I, I, good. Hole in the wall is really good. It's hard to beat them. No, this was. I think this was really better, good. man. This yeah. was, and I might add, they were still fresh, Jonathan. Exactly from last night. What? That's how good they are. When you go to the fair, you know, being the big outdoor event that it is, um, what's your favorite food? Well, it used to be at the fair, the Florida State Fair, that they used to have their. At the fairgrounds, uh, there was a guy that was there for about three years who would do these pork chops, these big, giant, thick pork chops, and he would grill them. And the seasoning that he used, oh, my gosh, they were so good. I think I remember exactly who you're talking about. He was always in the same spot as they always are every year. He was just outside the Expo Hall, uh, west of the Expo Hall, Mm -hmm. on the other side of the lake there. And uh, he had a little place there, and he would do it right there. And, oh, my gosh, it was they were the best pork chops. That and then the roasted corn, and then I was done. What happened so he, to the pork chop, dude? They, they, they just they stopped showing of, up. Ran so, out of pigs. So if you're wanting something, and I think I remember exactly who you're talking about, he was just on the other side of Cracker Country and all yes, that across between the, the Cracker Country, yeah. Between the cracker country uh, if you and want like, something that would be as close, if not spot on, at I the know festival, where you're going with this. this place called the Pickle Barrel, and it's right behind the. Let me think here. It's right behind the stage, setting in the new hall that they've built behind right. the stage, and it's a steak place. And you, I mean, don't get me wrong. You go over there, and there's nothing. Bill can attest to this. I'm sure Carlos can too. There's nothing cheap, quote unquote, food wise at the fair, 
But to me, you spend probably $10 at this place, and they give you a boat of steak, mashed potatoes, uh, grilled onions or mushrooms if you want them, and it is... Yeah, <laughs> listen to Jonathan. He of knows course, about Of course, food. this is for the guy sure. that you know who's. It's on a more veggie diet. Uh, right yeah, now. well, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like of course this is for the guy now who they're like, oh yeah, you need to limit even more of your, you know, meat pro- intake, protein, meat and intake. And I'm I kind thought of you were, like, I thought you were going to say the FFA trailer over there on the other side by the. Uh, oh, by they're the there too because they they do a great job on that pork there. Yeah, yeah they really there do. Too. For me, my wife always sends me and she will eat almost her weight in kettle corn i mean that's something that she always gets yeah there's only there's only one place where you can get the best kettle corn in the world and the best uh cracklings you know pork skins yeah. whatever you want to call them chicharrones whatever i like that one chicharrones is uh mm-hmm. at the reenactment up in brooksville uh there's Civil a guy there's, you say that there's a guy they at do the it with a real cart do it Big, huge witch cauldron full of peanut oil mm-hmm. and do them right there. There's a guy at the festival Fresh. that does oh that. Oh, my gosh. Too. Oh, really? Same style. Well, maybe I'll have to get over there this year. <laughs> Same I mean, I thing. Always, at, the, at the Strawberry Festival, I always go to Spivey's, get me my Italian sausage, onion, and pepper type like thing. It's, that's one of my go-tos. That one they they have man. a really good breakfast there, too. They do, do they? have a good breakfast. They we For years, that was when we were showing animals and everything else. That was... We'd get there probably 6.15, 6.30 in the morning, get the steers or the pigs, whatever we had taken care them, of. Keep them carnies happy, man. And they're over there. They were over there. It was like a, having your own miniature Waffle House That's in really the middle good. of the fairgrounds. Well, if you're planning on going out today and you're going to go to the either the Strawberry Festival or out on the water or out in the woods, uh, make sure you bring an umbrella or a jacket of some sort for rain gear because... It's going to be on again, off again, somewhere, somehow. It's going to be raining somewhere at any given moment here today. So, I haven't looked at the radar yet, but, I mean, I was expecting rain by the way I was hearing people talk. I was expecting to run out into rain this morning, and Mm -hmm. it was like, ah. I'm I'm going to mention Parksdale Farms. I got to go have my strawberry shortcake, man. I always have to go Mm. buy one. The The milkshakes are good, too. Are you talking about the one on 92 or the one on the fairgrounds? No, on the fairgrounds, okay. they put they put it there too. They're there. Yeah, I know. Nah, I got to go lemons. Wait, so you're a biscuit guy or you're a no, cake guy? No, no, I'm a cake guy. Yeah, I'm but, a cake guy too. But so. at St. Clemens, why are you shaking your head? You the biscuit guy? I'm the no guy. Oh, I'm the strawberries and whipped cream. No, nah, dude, you got to have something in there to soak up all that yeah, liquid yeah. at all the that, bottom. All that, are you crazy? All that yumminess yes. needs to be. You can't leave you know, that behind. Soaked into something. <laughs> when, when you when you turn around and go there, you get to choose. You know, you get to make it yourself. So you mm-hmm. put it. Listen. The Listen to like Prissy Boy that hey, had to go li- microwave hey, the donut. I've tried to okay? live the low carb lifestyle. Listen to so Prissy Boy. Get the bread out of the way. I just had extra whipped cream. Well, oh yeah, sure. Why not? Did you, I, I, did you microwave your donut? No. You're not Prissy Boy. You're Prissy Boy today, Bill. I, I turned Why around. would I be Prissy Boy? I never even Because I saw you come with... back. I thought maybe you went hey, and microwave. I'm sorry. You, oh, can, you okay. can throw me under the Prissy Boy bus because I'm telling you right now. that You get up in the morning and throw that in the microwave for like 15, 20 seconds. Listen. <laughs> when you wake <laughs> up in the morning, do you want something cool and soft or something warm and soft? It's a family show. I'm not going <laughs> to mention nothing. I, I, Mine I like, was a I, little warm. I like coffee. Okay? <laughs> nice Colombian roast or something. That's yeah. usually when I have the agua. So. 
See, that's when the, I wake up. See, that's the mm. opposite of everything right there. What? Have, <laughs> have that before bed. Awa. I, I do before bed, and then Fl- when I wake flush up, flush out in the those kidneys. Okay, yeah. when I wake up in the morning, especially don't, if you're hanging out with the Don of Indian Rocks. Don't start with kidney Whatever. talk, please. I've had enough kidney talk. This <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But I was going to, I was going to continue with the weather and uh, <laughs> the big and wild fast cast here. I mean, uh, it's going to be um, a nice cool day though. It'll be a nice one, and there's supposed to be a an increase in the wind a little bit, and then it dries off, and then it comes back a little bit. It's a typical. Time of year in this uh, and it's month gonna of March. be down into the forties again next week. Yes, which yes. I, I'm I'm enjoying, and I know a lot of people say they aren't because the fish are freaking out, and uh, you know water temperatures are going warm, and then they're getting cold and warm, and they're getting cold. But <clears throat> from what I'm hearing, this is going to be one of those banner years out on the Skyway with this cool weather, and it's the way it's keeping it. Dude, they're hauling in spanny mackerels right there. I mean, they're they're catching the crap out of them, man. Which is a good thing because it's been a while since they've been that thick, and, and, and that cool weather seems to man, bring we, them in. Man, we like need that. to plan a trip then, man. Get little, down there, little, little shore fishing. And my or fa- my father can affectionately report that at the uh, Lake Wales Ranch, he was hearing some uh, thunder chickens sounding well, off. Listen, with the that, cool weather. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. I, I'm willing to go take care of some of those. <laughs> Really, it's a problem. Then uh, you think you should? Oh, do it's it? ga- hey, it's- oh, no, no. The hey. sooner he's put out of his misery, if I there could was be none- there in forty-five minutes. Did you see the picture that I posted on uh, the Big and Wild? Did you see it on the yeah. Facebook page? Yeah. The turkey. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that when we come back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden, Jonathan, Carlos, George, Diego, we're all here enjoying donuts. We hope you're having a great, wonderful, fabulous, nutritious breakfast like us this morning. <laughs> And we'll uh, take a break. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brain Jonathan, Carlos, Bill, and Diego all hanging out here with you this morning. If you uh, got a question or comment, you can always give us a call at 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. It's pretty simple to do. Before the uh, break, I was talking about the uh, picture that I posted on our Facebook page. A beautiful, nice, full-grown male Osceola turkey, full strut. You know, looking good, looking handsome. Puffed out. Telling all the girls, hey, look over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, ladies. Did you read the, where I, what I wrote on there? I said, you know, it's preseason, and you know your, your friend, quote, sends you a picture just to drive you nuts. That was in Justin's front yard. Was it? What? That was in what Justin's he was talking front about yard. when he was on the show. Yeah, Justin's oh, front man. yard. He goes, here, here he is. And I said, dude, is he traveling alone, or is there other ones? And he goes... You mean these? And he went in the backyard and took a picture. Did you see the other picture? Yeah. No. It's full yeah. of hens. Yeah. There's got to be 20, 25 hens back there in his backyard. Now where does Justin live again? And uh, they're just hanging there. And I said, now, is that the only gobbler that you've seen hanging with those hens? And he said, that's the only one that he thinks he's seen. 
So that's a that's a nice picture dude, that Justin took, man. It's that is a, that is a healthy, good looking bird. Got to be at least a ten inch beard. Yeah. Have you not seen the picture, of Bill George? I have not been well, on yeah. social media much. Well, I need you to go in there and look at it and give me your assessment you're of the said doing, bird. You're not doing your job, man. Because that one there would be one that I could probably talk Justin into letting go. You know what I'm saying? Well, we, that's archery archery uh, hunt in the suburbia all day long. Archery hunt, suburbia, what? I'm talking 410. Kaboom. 410? Yep. How much property does he have? I'm talking, who cares? I'm putting all them BBs in one spot. It's full choke, man. I'm putting it right there in that I, one little I, uh, listen, little big old head right there. I think Diddy needs to go out there and get that bird. What? Yeah, no, Braden will no take it out. Yeah, he's Mondo. torched. No one, no one cares what you think. <laughs> yeah, he's torched. Yeah, that's a beautiful I mean, uh, picture. Man. I mean, that's one of those ones where that, that bird right there has got at least an inch and a quarter. You know probably what? Inch and a half spurs. What, whatever happened to you know? Hey, go out. You know, you're a young new hunter. Let's get you a couple of does under your belt before we move you up there into the big buck zone. Why don't we let her get out there and whack a Jake or something? Why don't yeah. we do that instead? That way, you know, it's the first bird. Why? Why? And, and Why? that way she gives her something to aspire to. You know, you start off with a Jake. What, and then what's you, wrong with the Jake? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Hey, Eric took his first turkey, and it was a Jake last year, and he picked it. He yep. didn't want, and there was, and there was uh, some big gobblers around, and he said, no, nah, I'm going to shoot this one. And he shot it. There you go. So, what do you think now that you've seen the picture? Oh, he's trashed. Well, I don't. I, I spurs. I'm saying uh, probably about an inch and a quarter. That, maybe that that bird right there is. There's people that I know that would pay you. Oh, you be, know, that's a two grand bird all grand. day. Uh, yeah. Add two grand, and they'd be getting it cheap. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Bill? Ten inch, eleven inch beard? What? Because you remember he's in strut. So. No, that's not a 10 or 11 inch beard. What do you mean? How do you know? That's nine and a quarter. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. Nine and a quarter. Yeah, what gives you that? Uh, you're talking about the secondary uh, beard hairs hanging off no, the no, back? No, or nine no. and a quarter. Don't, let, don't listen. Let, we'll shoot him. It's down past his knees. So, I, or his, I'm he, just telling you. He he would hey I I know you well enough to know your crew inch, that inch and an eighth furs yeah. nine and a quarter inch beard. He would get rolled bird. up at Green Swamp. Let me just put it that oh, way. Yeah, yeah that, bird, that, bar, that bird's <laughs> listen, not getting passed on. Listen, I would be pounding those those breasts and, and breading them and frying them. I, I, I so, tell you, for me, um, little Zatarans. I, don't, I, right. I do not intentionally shoot a Jake. That's just my, my preference. So there's nothing wrong with shooting a Jake. I know plenty of people who will shoot a Jake all day long. Not what I'm after. Two-year-old bird. You know, he's in a kind of a half strut once, too. Once he's in two two year old bird, you know, I, I'm he's fair game for me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one. I do not. I have targeted some very large birds, but I have not, you know, ever strived that I'm not going to kill anything but humongous birds. You know, that's for it's, me. But I hunt. I hunt. <clears throat> Public land mostly. Well, okay. now that's this is this is obviously public land except for the big uh, wooden privacy fence there in the backyard. <laughs> in the backyard. Well, Did you see the secondary picture at all? The no. one with yeah, the, the backyard yeah. with all yeah. the hens in yeah. it. Uh, you know, was so it is he in like a girl, deed restricted neighborhood? All his or girlfriends deal, hanging or? out there. No, no, he's not. He's actually in the county, which means that it's legal to yeah. uh, fire firearms. So. We're all good. Yeah, but I'd, I'd bow hunt them anyway. Sure, you would. Not me. 
So another, basically, so in other words, this bird's just like the LTC birds and stuff like that. When you walk out the door, he kind of looks at you like, "Hey, my yard. This is my yard." He said that uh, this one's been hanging around for a while and uh, uh, passes through and comes back. But so obviously, this is in his turf. It's in his territory. And, he, and, so. and he's got a dozen hens. I might add, it, easily, okay. easily got a dozen. Life hens. is good. Yeah. So yep. I said, keep your eyes out, keep your ears out. If you hear. Uh, Maybe a couple of more answering him back or something like that. Maybe we can uh, you can keep your pet, and we'll see what the other ones might be bringing in. And he said, okay, he'll keep <laughs> his take him out on. now, one of the other ones in the neighborhood hood would be there within a week. Oh, a sure. Yeah. They'll fill in the gap. It's, it's, you know, they're going to be there. With that he, many hot chicks in the, backs, in the backyard? He's keeping the yep. rest of them at bay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, uh are you uh kind of geeked up for the season already? I mean, have you got plans? I need to see the drawings of uh of uh Bill's Deepwood Carnival that's going to be happening oh, this tur- year. The Turkey what? Camp um um Extravaganza. Circus. Yeah. The circus? Yeah. yeah. Next week all the stuff will start to be drug out and and organized. It's 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 a probably a week long event to get things ready to go out to the woods. On a trailer. I still have some acquisitions to make. I, I want to get another uh, propane stove before I go out there. Right. The stove I have right now was one that was out of a um, maybe a mobile home type like thing. It's one of the narrow. Or an RV or something. Yeah, an RV or something. And for many years, we were not allowed to have a kitchen stove. Okay, so I always had that stove. It was much smaller. It's not, quote, a kitchen stove. That's a camp stove, okay? But now, after I got the rules changed a few years ago, I'm legally allowed to have a kitchen stove. So I'm looking, I'm looking to have a full-blown stove because there's times in which we want the brownies to be cooking... <laughs> At the same time as we're cooking the baked ziti or lasagna or something along sure. that line. He's yeah. got he's gotta get a wat um a um, dishwasher now too. Oh really? Is that what uh, yeah. gotta have a gas powered dishwasher? Well, if there yeah. was a gas powered one, that that'd be different. But I'm not I'm not running two twenty out there. Well, so Yet. everything Yet. is right. Yeah, they pull up there with another trailer with a 500-gallon LP tank on the back of it and uh, hook up hoses, I guess. Hmm. No, but we were talking about maybe a 1,000-gallon water tank. <laughs> there you I go. know you might be able to get your hands on a few of those. Why don't you just, like, call up some construction uh company that supplies nope, like nope. the showers nope, and the bathroom nope. and the kitchen portables no, and what do you want what do you want to do what, wait a minute, 220 i can help you rig it up to where you can run it off a generator what's out a dishwasher yeah i could run it i don't i don't want a generator this is this is camp there's there's a certain amount that we have whoa 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 cowboy hold on just a second when you're sitting here talking to me about baked zini and brownies and yeah he he has a decibel meter respect dude there's no respect for what the rig you got they want to keep it quiet i'd rather hear okay honda run quiet problem solved i'd rather hear (laughs) turkey talk in the background honda run quiet problem solved while your while your brownies are baking, I understand. I'm with you, Bill George. I'd rather have the uh, quiet of the gas stove than the 
uh, generator out there screaming and yelling. That's yeah. all great. I mean, now how do you run lights at night? I mean, is that all gas power too? 12 I volt. mean, twelve volt. Twelve volt. Yeah. You don't break break out the old Coleman lanterns and like you know pump them up. No, pretty much everything's battery operated. Battery. LED. LED. Yeah. Dude, and you no, got to go old school. You got to go find some of them big old, you know, old Coleman and lanterns. No out joke. There. I got one. And y'all probably might want to look into this. Uh, there are a lot, which I'm not trying to say anything for alternative power sources, but there's a lot right now of the solar generators that can run a lot of stuff, like what you're talking about. No, that's, that's you get you get all the benefits of the generator without the noise, basically. Yeah, we are, so, George. You know, I have looked at solar. I have looked at solar. So and seeing the way your trailer's set up, it would be real easy to take a couple but, poles and yeah, right but, on the front. But one of the things I really would like to turn around and get is a propane freezer. It doesn't have to be a big one, like a little four by. Little, a, little four by four. Yeah, what is that? A, four cubic feet ones. You know those little. Yeah, just something small like that. Yeah. And you know because when you have brownies and they first come out of the oven, ice cream is so good on top of it. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta understand this is Turkey Camp we're talking about here. No, this is no longer Turkey Camp. <clears throat> it is. It's. It's not like uh, uh, you know the old uh, outdoor turkey yeah, camp. Yeah, outdoor turkey camp. Under, it's under, under a, a thousand respect. Yeah, under a thousand feet of uh, 2, circus tent. Yeah. 2,000. Oh, 2,000 because yeah. it's got the addition now. Hey, yeah, that's th true. This is what I love to get in the conversation with people who ask me about booking hunts and they're like, wait a minute, you're staying in a house and you're doing all that. And I'm like, yes, because this is what I like to, how I like to enjoy it, i.e. like my buddy over here, to where, you know what, you still have all the luxuries or the the fun part about being in the woods, but, you know. It's not really you glamping. Ni nice amen amenities. It's not really glamping because, you know, you may have one heck of a kitchen, but you're still sleeping in your truck. Well, people <laughs> sleep in their trucks. They're sleeping in tents. They're sleeping in campers. Sure. But we have a common eating and I, cooking I, area. I and go, a dance hall. I go home. I drive back and forth. Yeah, that would way. probably 45 be 45 minutes. Sure. I go eh, back and forth. Why not? I'll meet you in the tent tomorrow morning. It'll yep. be all good. Yep. No, I mean, those are always great times, and it's a lot of camaraderie. I know that. Uh, are you coming out to the event today? Are you coming I am. out to G? I was going to come. Because yep. I got a couple of guys who want to talk to you. Uh, they want to come to your be carnival in the woods. I think they want to be a part of it, or at least uh, see if maybe you can lead them out to. Perhaps well, I pursue have, a, I have, a bearded one. Well, let me tell you, out there, we're we're going to have some certified turkey killers once again in camp this year. I How mean, many did you get last year? What was the grand total at the end? I don't even remember. Was it over 30? It was a large number. Was it over 60? It was not over 60. Was it under 40? It might have been right around there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some of, some of those are also... Private land. Yeah, birds. there was there was a couple of the say. private lands around in there. There was some out of the swamp. Some, some are some are guided, right? Yep. No, that's not but, a bad but deal. But they're all birds that swung through the camp. That's right. All right, we're gonna take a break. Geared up for turkey season. Well, I don't know. Might have to head out to G five today. See what you can get. We'll come back uh, and talk about it. We have the bigger lot out there. Some turkey loads. Yeah, and uh, we're brought to you by Brandon Ford.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. This yeah. is one of those rare times. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm Braden. There's uh, Jonathan Carlos. Number Bill one co-host. What was that? I said number one co-host. But what language did you use when you said that? I just said it fast. Oh. Uh, Rapido. But, you know, it's one of those rare times. It only seems to happen a couple of times a year that when we get off the air, the conversation continues to go in a polite and a nice manner. Uh, we were sitting here talking off the air about ammunition and what. It's still continuing the turkey talk. And I know uh, Jeremy uh, at G5's got a, a, a person at church that gave him a an old shotgun to use. It's one of the old... Uh, what Western, model did you say it was? It's it's a Western Auto. It's from Western I've Auto. I've got to check because my dad had a 12-gauge bolt-action shotgun that sounds a lot like that. Yeah, it's a bolt. And I don't know if it's it was the Western Auto, but I remember, like I said, Robin hunting back in the day with the Berryfield, that being one of the first guns that I learned to shoot Robins with. It's a great, it's a great old shotgun. It's made by what, Stevens. What? You know, Robins. 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 Yes, yeah. sir. Delicious creatures. Yeah, the one they used to come down for the strawberries, there wasn't any free rides. Where you're sitting right now, this used to be one of the greatest robin-killing fields on the planet, right here, where this radio station is located. We'd be out Those here with four tens and twenties. Oh, whatever. Yep. They're delicious. Yep. You can songbird them all you want to. Yep. <laughs> they're still they're still I was delicious. whistling the whole like, way to the grease All the bird world. watchers are going to start calling in. Well, it's not legal now, it's but it was why then. Why, so why did they change it? I don't know. Because the songbird uh, that doesn't sing, that comes down here and gets drunk, that comes down here for spring break, fills up on likes Brazilian pepperberry. Uh, no, likes to Brazilian pick pepper. holes in strawberries and, you know. Fly into windows and, hey, dude, take your top off. You know, I mean, it just gets there. They're nutty. They, you know, they get crazy <laughs> down here. And they're delicious. How many, how many do you need to make a meal? Uh, they're about the same as a quail, bro. If you really? eat, yes. and this is the debate, not to, like wow. he said, not to uh, take away from the peaceful conversation that we've had. <laughs> if you f- have some fried robins, there's the dove are going to take a back seat. They will. No. They're yes. long flight migratory birds, man. I mean, they come all the way down from way up north. Wrapped in Come bacon, down here to party. bacon no. with some cream cheese? No. Or just by no. yourself? No. No, just, yeah, fried up. <laughs> by themselves. Grilled, yeah. fried. You ain't got to hide nothing. You don't have that livery taste. It's a lot. I'm telling you, it's a lot like quail. They have that same powerful long flight muscle and everything. Before, I used to laugh at it because before, of course, they banned it all. The Between my dad and my granddad in each one of their berry fields, the... Mexican workers used to love it because we'd get out there and we'd shoot. You know, of course, we're shooting them, getting them out of the field. You take, there's no limit. You know, you take 12 or 15 home to cook for yourself, and they're out there with thank you bags picking up because, shoot, it was nothing for us to shoot 40, 50. Easy. Easy peasy, especially over <laughs> strawberry fields. Because you know what they do? They land and they would just, they would peck at the seeds. On the outside of the strawberry, they just take two or three out of each one, and then they move to the next one, and then move to the next one. So they're destroying more than you know. I mean, well, one you bird shoot just, at them in this corner, and they just jump up and fly fifty yards to the next corner, and yeah. you just so then you guys, in a way, were taking care of a nuisance animal on your crops. What about now? 
Now you have to use air cannons and uh, uh, all those yeah. other CO two boom. You know they're out oh, there. Oh yeah, put a scarecrow up that, that you they put get up used in to. Thirty minutes, they're sitting on it, pooping that, on the that, scarecrow. Wait, no, days. No, no, the owl. You know that. Oh yeah, that owl. Owl. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. After Same three thing. days, they're all looking at what, it, going, what, what, "Yeah, whatever." No, the funny thing is, somebody took a picture of a bird landing on the head <laughs> of the well, owl. That yeah. was hysterical. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. How many times have you really gone and looked at one of those owls? And seen bird poop all over all it. All over it. Well, they Bill, they, they're, they're usually up on a rooftop, so I don't know how many rooftops you've Go been to on, Cricket Lake. There's several of them. The best way to keep them off of anything is uh, fishing line. Just look at bush gardens. But uh, <laughs> back in the day, it was very delicious, and we would come out here in this area right along this, because there used to be a lot of Brazilian pepper trees along the mangroves over here on the other side, and they would come in there, and I'm serious. They would just be thousands of them and they're all in there eating those brazilian berries just getting drunk as cooter brown man now, are any any other states surrounding states is that still legal in those surrounding i don't know states, like georgia or alabama i have no idea i don't know my father growing up you know his big thing was uh blackbirds every year you know that was his big deal they'd go out and clean up on blackbirds and i'll tell you up. something else i've seen talking about different bird hunts is crows well, there's can, a lot. Well, can you eat crow? Doug yeah. McGuckin says it's one of the best yeah. eating birds you can well, find. Let me tell you something I know about crows. When I turned around a couple of weeks ago, I went down to do the wildlife with Vince. There was, I, I guarantee you, at least one or more thousand crows flying in to land on those islands right there off. Of the Gandhi there. Yeah. And all those marinas and everything, I don't know what they would do if you did a crow hunt on the bay there. <laughs> It'd probably be all right. It's legal. You can shoot out there in that zone. Yeah, but, I mean, they would have to freak out. I'm looking, I'm looking for a picture that I took in Polk County where I live where there must be, I was in my backyard, and there must be in the picture over 100 crows, like, Oh yeah, mobbing I, through. This neighborhood what, here, that, we're overrun with them here in Pinellas County. So much so, I went to go pick my kids up the other day, on Wednesday, going to get into Car Circle, and I saw this giant murder of crows up in the sky above Fourth Street. They were just, you know, flying all over the place, going nuts, and they're like in one little concentrated area, and oh, here, yeah. then falling oh, yeah. out of the sky, you see these wings that are attached to each other, and they're falling out of the sky. And they bounce off the center lane in front of a car, it, right in front of a car. Car slams on its brakes. I'm behind the car. It is a red-tailed hawk, and having at it, buddy. And a, and a crow, and the crow has got this red-tailed hawk by the back of the, by the nap of the neck, and they are going at it. They actually bounced off the road, kept their wings fluttering, and crashed into the bushes. On the side by Capital Tacos right here in downtown St. Petersburg. That's a gangster crow. Dude, I'm telling you, they need to be thinned out. They're, no, they're no, everywhere that's out here. A, that's a young hawk with a gangster crow because, like, put it this way, there was some crows out there around the house, same situation, that they were harassing, harassing, and it was one of those old, big, red-tailed, like, half-eagle-sized hawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just say that that crow harassed him for about Five minutes too long, and that hawk just reminded him real fast <laughs> about why he is what he is. Well, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize. And I talking with Duck McGuckin, I I told him when I was a kid, 
if you ever wanted to get a uh, bunch of crows in to pull them in to hunt like my dad used to. Yeah, I'd do that trick. The first thing they would use is an owl decoy. Yeah. You put an owl decoy out there and you start oh, doing that. Oh, letting him know. You do that screaming crow thing and you're... And next thing you know, all of them are going. There's a, and they, I don't know why they hate well, you. Know, well, you know, hate each other. You know what would work for us at the ranch was uh, we would use like a squirrel call, not a squirrel call. I'm sorry, a rabbit in distress call, and the crows show up. Yeah. And then we would shoot the first one and just wound them. You try not to kill them. And while he's down on the ground and he's hurt and he's jumping around, all of his buddies show up screaming and, and yelling. Ju- yeah, and, and then you just keep, you know, unloading the monster well, at that time. And <laughs> I la- uh, another bird. Well, but another bird. I, la- I laughed this week when I was incapacitated watching a little bit of hunting TV. There's a guy that has a show called Wild Fed, uh, and of course he's one of those people now who's kind of converted, I guess, to our side of things, to where oh maybe hunting and all that gathering's not so bad. But they were doing pigeons uh, around a farm. They're in the dove family. And, and that's what he said. He goes, he said it's like one of the most. He had like a Michelin three-star chef. And he said the same thing like we talked about with the Robins. He's like, he goes, everybody looks at pigeons as these nasty whatever birds. He's like, but you don't realize if you go back to the Middle Ages and everything else, that's what pigeons were here for yeah was they, for food they were there for food that well, was their chicken i think that everybody gets the wrong impression because they see you know city pigeons well that's yeah. where i grew up they're rats with wings really yeah, yeah. they're yeah, eating city garbage pigeons. Yeah, yeah they're eating uh, you know it's all, like seagulls yeah it's like seagulls here you know they you know you drop a fry in the middle of the road and uh, you know there's 25 birds hey, but for you guys to know i'm part of crowbusters it's a $5 membership, and they go after those piebalds and the white ones. I mean, it's big in, in other other uh, northern states and I have to check Midwest. that out. Where Pro in the Boston. world do you find a pieball or an albino yeah, crow? They, they, oh, I've they, seen them. They guide for them are, uh, over there. These guys are gaga over crowbusters, man. Check it out. Look I mean, it up during the break. No, I don't want to. All you got to do, do to get a pieball, you... You paint two fence posts and you put the corn right next to it. <laughs> All right, Bill, take a break. Fly through this, big boy. Yeah, that's a good one. Get on one on each side like racing stripes. All right, we're taking a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Thank you, Carlos. Good morning, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Carlos, and uh, Bill George, Diego. Uh, you want to join in? You know you can. 888-404-1010 is 888-404-1010. It's like, pretty easy to do. And like us on Facebook. Do yeah. that, and uh, you can follow us, of course, if you go to uh, bigandwild.com. If you ever miss a show or anything like that, you can go there and listen to it. 
I had a gentleman come and remind me of our show last weekend, said we almost killed him, which I felt really bad about. But The, the podcast? There, yeah, he was listening to the podcast, and we got to the part about uh, like we need the to bacon. Do a, we need to do bacon a best-of show with that made me laugh too. nipple, palmetto berries, and... <laughs> All that talk. When well, he uh, when he brought up, he said uh, you were sitting there talking. He said, "Dude, when you were talking about you know, bacon nipples and uh, more you chew on it, the bigger they got." He said, "I literally almost drove off the road and hit a telephone pole. I was laughing so hard." And I said, "Well, uh, sorry. I mean, okay, I great." Listen, I, li- <laughs> I, I listened to the podcast also last week while I was driving around, and uh, that did make me laugh. Well, also, I wanted to remind everybody that you can also hear us on FM. In case you did not know, we really don't talk about it that much, but we should. Uh, 92.1 FM if you're up in Naya, uh, North Tampa. I get it when I'm driving across the bridge down into uh, down to downtown, everywhere else like that. If you got an HD radio like uh, Jonathan used to have in his other truck, was uh, HD2, which is 99.5 HD2. And then 103.1 FM up in North Pinellas for Justin. Everybody listen to us up there. So um, if you get around there and you get tired of listening to the AM signal, we do sound so much different. <laughs> on FM than we do on AM. It's amazing. And you've it's, got iHeart and TuneIn and all those other good apps. Yeah, for the I, podcast. I, yeah, I, I listen on TuneIn, and then it lets me know when the new shows are up, and then it, I, it downloads automatically, and then I, I just listen. But, well, thank you, Diego. See, you got you got a loyal guy here. That's oh, awesome. Di- oh, Diego's on point, man. That yeah, thing's man. on pretty quick. A lot of people listen to the podcast, though. Didn't you say California is the number one downloaded state? Yeah, and I usually bring that up to the animal rights people who jump my crud whenever they're from California. I go, hey, while you're out there, you might want to get on the bandwagon and listen to the show because there's thousands of people who listen to us every single day right there in your own state. So, uh, Because, Bill, because they're sequestered. But Bill George is also one of the big uh, powerhouses behind that. He's i got to give him props for that, too. Well, so I, I got a question. Last week. You were out, out and about. You didn't come see us at the Wild Game Cookout because no. you were fishing. Actually, fishing. Yeah, man. What'd How you keep, Carlos? I threw a little bit of fishing. What'd Did you catch keep? anything? Actually, we swing and misses is what we did. We we hooked a few bass, but we lost them. Uh, we're pretty rusty after many years of not doing oh, it. Oh, you were bass fishing. Listen, yeah, just this. we took the boat out for the first time. The trolling motor died, so I had him take me to shore i made him unhook the trailer and go to the um the auto parts right there near combi because we were in cemetery lake in Tenerock, and then uh we just ended up i switched the battery on the water so i gotta <laughs> ask you you said we lost them so oh, me and my brother-in-law rob but how are you losing them you were using a thin wire hook or no, something What's i was uh, i was using a jig uh and you know i was missing you know Can- sometimes i set the hook it was a a stump or something. I'll, I don't know. I'll tell you what we've caught. We had, the we had most. a few bass blow up and and we lost them. You know, oh, we didn't okay. hook them. So. I can tell you what we've caught the most bass on out there at Tenor Rock. What do you think the most? I don't know because bacon strips. If I, you haven't been fishing in a while uh, that I know of, I don't. Bubble gum. We have caught more bass at Tenor Rock because I really wasn't fishing for them on a twelve watt treble hook. <laughs> Because those things are so hungry in some of those lakes, that treble hook's coming across the bottom of the lake, trying to snag the alligator, and boom. They'll pick it up, think it's a giant crawfish. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You know, speaking of Tenorock, by the way, uh, Glenn wanted me to remind everybody that the FWC has canceled the fishing derby out of Tenorock. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah. again? Yeah, they canceled it, I guess, uh, COVID concerns or whatever, so... 
Uh, it was know. on as of just a week or so ago. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, you know, true. you know how it is, man. They somebody somewhere is like, I, I don't think we'll be able to social distance too much. So let's not. Yeah, wait a minute. We can't have a fishing derby, but if you want to protest something, you're good to go. Yeah. But I will say this much. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. The panfish challenge the is going to be on. It's yes. continuing on. <clears throat> we are going to be out there doing our number out there again this year. So, uh, so even though the FWC canceled their fishing derby at Tinnerock, just make plans for the uh, June 19th. It'll be out there at the uh, yeah. Canvas Lodge. Just roll your energy from the Tenorock, um, you know, fishing tournament to sure. the Panda Vista Lodge one. Well, and and let me tell you, Derby Lake is full of, of bass and, and um, you know, panfish and things like that because they stock that for the oh, kids. Oh, yeah, they always do. But uh, they'll get another year to grow, so that'll be good for everybody. Uh, by the way, Kate from uh, Everyday Blessings is supposed to be calling in around 8 o'clock. She's going to talk about their uh, golf tournament that they're going to have coming up. And, uh, of course, every the Panfish Challenge, too, because they, you know, they get proceeds from that. So it's a good thing. But the golf tournament, i got to ask her. I, I don't know exactly where it's going to be held, but <clears throat> is uh, fishing poles, are they allowed on the golf tournament? That's that's usually when I – that's one of my first questions. Well, you bring I thought the that po- was a necessity fishing. now for – any golf bag. Hey, I think the pocket fisherman. You bring that one from uh, Ron Peel, remember? No, you just bring a two-piece. <laughs> stick it down in there, you know, put it together, get out there, walk the bank. When I was a kid, man, uh, Feather Sound Country Club, before it you know, became you know, a mecca where all these houses were, it was nothing to get out there and walk those lakes and catch some really nice bass. You wouldn't eat them because they're all full of malorganite. But <laughs> well, I turn around, for me, anytime I was out on the golf course, chasing the kids around as they were out playing. I, being the hunter in me, I'd come out with a couple dozen golf balls, you know. they're all, slingshot. They're off, you know, doing that. I'm walking the sidelines, looking in the bushes, looking in the water, looking here. Boom. I'd, I'd have a whole bunch of golf balls. So. Oh, you were golf ball hunting. I was golf ball hunting, yeah. Not me. Whenever we used to do the, uh, the barefoot... Uh, when we would do the, the redneck golf tournament every year uh, up at the little place up there around Land of Lakes in Pasco County. Get there early in the morning. We're there to do the broadcast. Man, there are deer everywhere, turkeys all over the greens, and you're just like, what in the world, man? Come on, man. Open this thing up once a year. You, 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 <laughs> were, you were never home as a kid, were you? Uh, it was like wake up outside all day until you had to come in. Well, listen. Uh, yeah, depending on where I lived. Yeah, I mean, when what? I was a kid growing up on the farm, you're out there every day anyway, so it doesn't, you know, part of the job. It's part of the job. Yeah. After school, out in the barn. Out after school, feeding the pigs. You know, after weekends. And I remember stalls. the story. Your dad wouldn't waste anything. He'd be there carving <laughs> the <laughs> out of there, the spine. There was always something to be fixed, dude. To clean a deer, it was it was we it was an all day affair. I mean, he, there was nothing. I mean, literally, uh, you could almost hang it in a classroom. It was so clean. That Cajun boy would not let nothing go. <laughs> he had, this, all, he had this, all the special tools, too. Like a vol- <laughs> If he got in there where you had to get between the vertebrae to get that last piece of meat out of there, he'd whip out the Barlow, you know, kink, you know, and he's out there carving it out. My, with my favorite saying, God rest his soul, guy I used to go to church with and learned a lot about skinning animals, would say, you can read a newspaper through the rib cage when I'm done with it. Oh, easily. And you have to sit there all day with a bucket or whatever, and he's like, stew meat, put this over here, 
stew meat, put that over there. Everything <laughs> like, will grind. Everything will either grind or end up in a stew pot somewhere. And then bones, leg bones, they never got thrown away. Leg bones never got thrown away. They'd always be hung out somewhere where they'd get in the sun. They could bleach out and get cleaned off, let the fire ants, you know, clean them off and all that kind of good stuff. And he'd keep those things. You never know when you might need a knife handle or a screwdriver handle, you know, <laughs> whatever. Are, was, the, are they still there? Probably this The old blue toolbox that's half gray, I'm, he still has it. That's probably so, one in the bottom of it somewhere. Oh, man. So you, you, you got a few more clay pigeons at the last clay pigeon shoot than you did. Hey, even don't, don't we have a break coming? <laughs> I think Diego, so. Diego, is there a break coming? Yeah, Where did that come from? We're at 754. I don't know. We talk yeah. about deer bone knife handles. Ne- now ne- we're on clay pigeons. Yeah, next, next topic. I'm talking about his no, fishing. No, next topic. Oh, the fishing, he, whatever. That's what I'm talking about. You're fishing. You, you, you get. I'm going tomorrow. I'm going spec fishing tomorrow morning. Good for you, man. Yeah. I got my money on Eric. Are you going with uh, minnows, or are you just going to jig, and what are you, you going to do? I rigged up some jigs, you know, little marabou hey, jigs. Hey, tell him and, it don't matter whose money you got it I, on. You're still in all the same boats. So hey, man. I, fish you know, is fish. Yeah, a little tippet. You know, I like those little Berkeley bites. Yeah. I, I always put those on, and, you know, I got a bigger one. I got a small one for Eric, and then I don't know what my brother-in-law is going to throw. but Oh, I, so you're going on his boat again? Yeah. Are you throwing in gas money, well, or maybe are you off of him? No, dude, he hit the lottery. Oh, uh, <laughs> We're good. I don't, so I, don't need off I just need to show up. That's it. He called me up. They want He's to go. He's a personal fishing guide. Yeah. I, Where hey. are you going to go for that? Do you want to stay or not? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Where would I suggest he go? Hancock. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's I suggested. I really? That's where you would go? Not into Hancock itself, but the pits, those side pits uh-huh. on the east side of the lake. People are doing really good spec fishing in there. I don't know. We we were motoring around, you know, there checking was, out the boat. So, you know, it was the first time on the water last Sunday. So we we were looking at the graph, and we found a lot of suspended fish. We found some humps. We saw, you know, we found some structure. Let, so. let me explain this to you. You turn around living in South Lakeland over there. All you have to do is come over to 98, go put in at that brand-new concrete boat ramp that dude, has good parking. Dude, it's not my boat. We're going to go where the captain wants but, to go. But <laughs> you kind of can suggest <laughs> that you try well, it. I'll suggest it, but, you and, know. And you turn around, you cut across that south side of the lake, go on into the pits, do your fishing. He might want to do that because he can open up the motor there. We couldn't open up the motor at Tenorock, you know? So... Well, you're not supposed to. No, you're not. The, let's just put that out there. You're not supposed to. But, uh, Idle speed only. When I went out know. there with the kids and uh, went out to Tenor Rock, and uh, we didn't even, I mean, rolled off this, you know, $30,000 bass boat off the back of the trailer. The Phoenix. The Phoenix and roll it off of there. and uh, The Phoenix didn't take flight, though. Drop the trolling motor. There we go. Oh, that was us last Sunday. Screaming across the lake. <laughs> I'm like. You got like 190,000 horses hanging off the back of this thing, man. Come on. Can't use them. Can't use it. <laughs> and like, and, and that is that is kind of unique out in some of those lakes. You can use a motor, but in a lot of those lakes, it's electric motor only. Yeah. Well, which I understand. And it, that's well, what makes well, Tenor Rock Tenor Rock. I haven't been out there, but I know a couple of my friends, they said that there for a while there was a uh, trolling motor battle that broke out to where you have the guy show up with the 50 or 60 pound thrust trolling motor well the next week you'd have the dude yeah that's cute 
you said you'd see those two man, I guess you'd say pontoons or whatever, look like little paddle boats. Mm-hmm. He's like, there was a guy that showed up out there with one that had like a hundred and ten pound thrust trolling motor well, on it. Well, ours was forty five, <laughs> and it and it we found out within the first three minutes that it died. Yeah, but he's switching it to a sixty five. There you go. You know, I say you get dual one tens. That way you can hydroslide behind that it. And I, that's they said this boat literally with that hundred and ten foot pound one. He's like. Getting yeah, up on plane? He got a plane hey, going. I, ha- I have an old three horsepower Minn Kota that I may have him throw on the back. Yeah, that'll be great. Clamps on. Horse sure. steering. Yeah, it'll be awesome. What? Just for steering purposes. Yeah, whatever, man. Taking pop, a break. Pop, power pole. Top of the hour. Here we go. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Hour two is right around the corner, so stay right here.